I am so glad that you are joining Cindy LeFevre Yorks for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. We pray these encouraging words will enrich and bless your day. Part 4. Light Shining. It Only Takes a Spark. I remember singing this little light of mine in Sunday school as a child. We did all the hand gestures as a group, and it was always a joyful song to sing. In a Sunday school atmosphere, singing about sharing light is easy. Most of the kids were into it, and it was the thing to do. But as I became older, I realized that shining a light in a room of skeptics, agnostics, and even staunch atheists was going to prove to be a taller order. As a reporter, in a newsroom full of intellectuals, struck with attitudes ranging from indifference to condescension regarding Christ's followers, I rose to the challenge of standing my ground. At that time, it was far more acceptable to agree to disagree than it is today. Now that I'm a Christian podcaster and author, I find reactions are mixed when it comes to the light I try to share. I suppose the biggest difference is that I am now working for an audience of one, namely my Lord. That doesn't mean it's always easy to endure and remain undeterred by potential haters. A recent popular meme summed it up beautifully. It read, Some people are going to reject you because you shine too brightly for them. That's okay. They don't pay your light bill. Keep shining. I'm proud to say Jesus pays my light bill in more ways than one. First of all, He's the source of light. As David puts it in Psalm 27, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my light. Whom shall I dread? And in Psalm 36, 9, we read that with God lies the fountain of life. In His light do we see light. And in that illumination, the sharing can begin. More importantly, He is the source of all light meant to be shared. In Matthew 5.14, we are reminded by Jesus himself that followers of Christ are the light of the world. He goes on to say that a city on a hill cannot be hidden, and neither should our light. He says, Let your light shine before others, that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You might be wondering how you can shine your light, or even thinking you don't have enough light for yourself, let alone for sharing but it's simply not true. When rubbing two sticks together to start a fire, it only takes a spark to prompt one. The same is true of us. We can make a casual comment in conversation that God has made our day by giving us a beautiful sunset. Or if we want to go deeper, as we are talking to a troubled friend, we can share a story of how God brought us through a difficult time. We can even simply love on someone without any God talk at all. Sharing our love without explanation is sometimes the most impactful and effectual way of beginning to show and share our light. In this same vein, serving God at church or in the food pantry outreach situations is another way to share our light. As our love for God grows deeper and our desire to serve Him naturally increases, we can bring our hopeful attitudes to a world where many suffer. These are dark crevices of our communities, that need the light of the world the most. 
This concept proved somewhat of a mystery to the followers of Jesus. He gently explained how sharing this light blesses God in Matthew 25. He says, For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. The text goes on to cite the clothing of the needy, the visiting of the sick, and the incarcerated. Jesus reminded all of those listening that when they did these things for others, they indeed did it for him as well. And that's true for us, too, even today. Sometimes our commitment to continue to share the light begins to wane. Satan loves to try to thwart our desire to shine light. We may think others do it better, or our small acts of light sharing simply don't matter, or that our imperfections disqualify us. But when we remember that the source of the light is perfect, and we are just the conduits of that light, and our source is prolific, we can rest assured that such a divine light has nothing to do with who shares it. In Philippians 2, 15 and 16, Paul reminds us that as followers of Jesus, we are blameless and innocent children of God. We are without blemish through sanctification in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, and we shine as lights in the world. What an image this conjures. God is the source of all light, and his followers holding a little candle as we do our level best to eliminate a dark world. May we persevere in sharing our light in the face of adversity and challenge, knowing the light of the world will someday eradicate all of its darkness. I'd like to read an excerpt from my book now. This is my first book entitled The Side Door, and this entry is called Love for Our Fellow Man and the Greater Good. Late night TV is filled with public service announcements of people in third world countries living in substandard conditions with seemingly no one to love or care for them. If you're like me, there are times when your heart breaks and you stop to ponder and even act on the impulse of empathy. Other times, you hit the fast-forward button on your remote or change the channel in search of entertainment to escape life's brutal realities. But hitting the remote doesn't make the problem go away or alleviate our responsibility to act on the suffering as people of means and children of God. Yet it's sometimes our inadvertent response to deceive ourselves. Thoughts like, these people aren't in my circle of influence, or the tiny amount of help I can give won't make much of a difference, enable us to shift our thinking. Let's face it, when it comes to loving our family, our friends, and the God who made us, we might easily be able to do that in many ways, but we have a vested interest in doing so. Even though we might genuinely love from the heart, generally we can expect some form of reciprocity when it comes to those relationships. But what about the love we should extend to various cultures within our communities, both globally and locally? That kind of one-way love is just as important and is an integral part of being a caring, loving steward of what we have in a world of have-nots. Jesus was continually fine-tuning his radar in search of the have-nots. Though he often worked miracles of healing, he didn't always fix or solve every illness or circumstance. But every encounter mentioned in the Bible between the Son of God and individuals who were open to Jesus Christ involves his deep love for them, and many were profoundly changed by their encounter with him. 
as Christians commissioned to share the good news of Jesus and serve as His hands and feet. We are uniquely positioned to infuse Christ-like love to the outer circles of our social sphere. When we serve meals to the homeless in our communities, pack shoe boxes filled with Christmas gifts for children overseas, or travel across the world to share the gospel with third-world inhabitants in desperate need of hope, redemption, and restoration, we are obeying God's greatest commandment in the most selfless way available to us. Having these experiences myself has enabled God to open my heart to those He loves. Jesus points out in His Sermon on the Mount that if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? Of course, we don't always feel like giving, which is why Jesus says if someone else wants to take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. And that's from Matthew 5.40. When it comes to selfless loving and giving, we are always in training until the day Jesus comes to take us home. We need to respond to people in need, whom we don't know. Go two miles with anyone who forces us to go one. Give to the one who asks. We might not feel like it, but obedience to God always brings great reward. And the keys to kingdom living are extend your love to the earth's end, fulfilling the law of love. And the doorpost is do not neglect to do good and to share what you have. Hebrews 13, 16. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of His GPS for your SOS. Cindy also posts encouragement daily on Instagram. Her blogs can be found on her website, cindyyorks.com. Her entire Door Devotion trilogy is now available on Amazon.